Praise the mighty name of Jesus. We are so glad that you are with us today to our Abundant Life Family Church online service. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And we pastor Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, Oregon. And if you are in the Portland metro area and you don't have a great home church, we invite you to come and be a part of what God is doing in Tualatin. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today... Uh, we're going to get right back into where we left off last week by the help of the Lord. Uh, so if you don't have your Bibles, go ahead and get them right now. And while you might be getting them, uh, we want to again thank everyone for their continued faithful support. Uh, we do really appreciate that. And uh, that is such a great help to be able to get the gospel out because 2021 is going to be a great year. It's going to be better than last year. No matter how good it might have been last year, it's going to be better this year. You say, how's it going to be better in every way? Because we're going to advance the gospel. And as we're moving higher and higher in the things of God, it's uh, one day closer, one year closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to continue as believers to keep our hand to the proverbial plow and uh, reach out and get the gospel out because that is what Jesus wants us to do. Amen. And you have a big part in that. And so do we. So uh, praise the Lord. As we get into the word, let's go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. Father God, we do thank you and praise you. We thank you for this time again together in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. And Lord, we ask you at this time to once again open the eyes of our understanding. Fill us with fresh manna from on high by your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we thank you that your words are spirit in their life, Lord Jesus. So make them real and help us today to receive everything that we need to it in this time together. Yes. And we give all thanks, glory, honor, and praise to you mm -hmm. in your name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and open up once again to Hebrews chapter 11. And we started here uh, last week, the last few weeks, we've been looking a little bit further about the subject of faith. And again, uh, we want to uh, continue on looking at this in the overview that uh, we're to run a race, and the race that God has us in store for us to run this year is just beginning. Mm -hmm. We're at the first part of the year, and just like people make all kinds of New Year's resolutions and such, uh, the greatest one we can ever make is to be, have a resolve that we're going to follow God closer, we're going to hear from Him, and we're going to walk with Him in an even closer way than we did uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit's the one who breathes life into our life as Christians. Mm -hmm. He's the one who came into our hearts and caused us to be born again and come into the family of God. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who will lead us and guide us. He's the one who makes Jesus so real to us. And as we study the scriptures, we have to always remember that uh, the written word reveals the living word. All right. And particularly as Christians, New Testament Christians, mind you, uh, we look at the New Testament to see what God has said and what belongs to us as New Testament believers mm -hmm. in these last days. Amen. And God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't ever lose sight of the hope that we should always have as we move forward in these last days, that God's on our side. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He loves us. And for that reason, his great love for the world. That's why Jesus Christ came forth and was sent into this world, John 3, 16. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look here at uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one. 
Now we read this last week, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one. And it says here, talking about, and to many, again, if you weren't with us last time, this is many times referred to as the heroes of faith, the heroes of faith, because you'll find that pretty much this whole chapter lays out the different references to the fact that the patriarchs of old, these great exploits of faith that they did. And we can look back in, in the past and see what they did. And uh, we can realize that God is the same. Jesus is the same. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And know that he's the same today in 2021. Yeah. So let's read this together. Uh, these first uh, six uh, verses or so. It says, now in verse one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So in other words, it was talking about faith making these worlds and we don't see words because they don't have a natural tangibility to them, but with the naked eye, that is. But yet they do have a tangibility because they set into motion the very forces of Almighty God. And he moves, because faith is a law, he moves in connection with our words. Mm -hmm. Because as most of you know, the book of Proverbs tells us that uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So the words we speak, when they're aligned with God's words, they begin to create things around us in our world. So you don't ever want to get uh, tripped up by saying the wrong things or taking sides against what God has uh, explicitly said in his precious word, or for that matter, what he might have told to you personally by his spirit as far as some particular things that he wants you to do or has called you to do, all right? So it's all about faith that appropriates the <laughs> and processes the plan of God in our life. So the world, worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen, all right, visibly, were not made with things which do appear. The things that don't appear is the substance that our words have within them, Okay because you can't see them, but you can just like the wind. You, you don't, we, we people see, do you see what the wind did? Right. You see what the wind did. You didn't see the wind because mm -hmm. the wind, unless there's dirt it's carrying in the air, you really don't see the wind because the air is invisible to the naked eye, mm -hmm. but yet you see the effects of it. Right. And so it is with the word of God. We see the uh, effects that take place because we speak invisible words. So words are important. Always speak words of life over your children, over your family, over your job, your business. Mm -hmm. Don't ever speak words of, of unbelief and negativity and things that become detrimental eventually in, in your business because you set yourself up for failure. You set yourself up to be opposed to what the Lord God Almighty would want for your life as a Christian. Okay. So you see that there in verse three, that the worlds were framed, they were, they were made by the things which are, are, are not seen, but yet they bring visibility to things. All right, look at uh, verse four. It says, by faith, Abel 
offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before he before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, verse six, what we want to really get to. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe, number one, that he is, that God exists, all right? And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. God is in the rewarding business. The Father God is a good God. Now, maybe you're out there today listening and you didn't have a good father. Maybe you didn't have a father at all. Maybe you grew up in a home that uh, you didn't have a father around, whatever it may be. I've got good news for you, that the Father God is a real father, the best of fathers you could ever have, and he will never do you wrong. Amen. He will never do any of us wrong. And uh, even as the Lord Jesus Christ said uh, in the Gospels, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, mm -hmm. how much more will your Father in heaven good, give, give good things or give good gifts unto them that ask him? That's right. But we have to ask him. And how could we have the grounds to ask him in a way that we know he would answer that prayer? Well, because as we looked at last week, 1 John 5, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know, it's not a hope so, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of him. We know that God has already cited in with the fact that when we ask something according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, then the answer is on its way. Because praise God, God loves us and, uh, and he answers the cries of the righteous, all right? But faith begins where the will of God is known for sure. But if you notice there in verse six, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, there's many things that we could bring up. We could preach for years on <laughs> these verses uh, because you're never going to extract all the light that comes forth from them. But as we point out, a, particularly a couple of things by the help of the Holy Spirit today, we want to notice that it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if God demands that we have faith to please him, mm -hmm. then it would be unjust of God to tell us that we need to know what it is that's going to please him without us already having insight into what it's going to take to please him. Okay? So in other words, we have to have knowledge and understanding about what the will of God is to have faith because right. faith begins where the will of God is known. All right. Mm -hmm. So God would never set us up to get involved in an impossible situation without his help. Okay. He's always going to do the right thing and he always has done the right thing. All right. And so he, if he told us to have faith where it was impossible for us to have faith, to know his will, then we would have a right to challenge his justice mm -hmm. because he would be unjust. And God is not unjust. The Bible says that in many different uh, places through the scriptures. But God's not unjust. No. All right. So we can please him. All right. And it goes on to say there in verse six, Hebrews 11, 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that God exists. And for most people, they do believe that there is a God. They just may not know him. And many times uh, we hear testimonies of people that they reach out to God. They're in a desperate moment. They might have been raised in church or raised in a religious atmosphere, but they just don't know God. And uh, God, because of his great mercy and his great grace and love towards humanity, he'll, in a grand fashion, move in there and meet the need or make himself known to that individual. But what he'll do in making himself known is he'll point them right to his son, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but yeah. through him. That's and that's right. how salvation is. We, it comes by way of through the Lord Jesus Christ, all right? So, but notice that here, he has to believe that he is, but he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So to have strong faith in these days, and that's what we really want to get into. That's kind of all introduction right there. But to, to, to look at this and how we appropriate the promises of God and how do we walk by faith in a dark world? Because we see uh, and hear uh, by, by the media and uh, through television or through uh, online, different modes of, of getting information, even radio, we know that there's a lot of evil, twisted, mean, spirited people in the world. Why? Because Satan's the God of this world. Mm -hmm. And think about this, brothers and sisters, there is no love in the kingdom of darkness. That's right. There is only hate. There's mm -hmm. only violence. Uh, there's only every evil, twisted, mean, gross things, thing that, that there's in the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. The devils don't even love each other. They hate each other mm -hmm. because Satan hates them, but they have to obey him. They are in a kingdom, what is called in the scriptures, the kingdom of darkness. Yes. And thank God, I love what Peter said. He said, he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm -hmm. And so Amen. Jesus is the light of life, right? Mm -hmm. And so he gives us light. He enlightens our darkness, as it says in the book of Psalms. So God is a rewarder, but it takes some spiritual tenacity in the faith life to receive from God. Mm -hmm. Now you notice there the phrase there that ends up there in verse six, it says, he's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. Amen. Diligently seek him. So this is not just a flimsy fly-by-night type of faith that we have in God. And uh, I want you to turn to uh, the book of Jude. And I want to uh, bring up another scripture here that's important for us to look at here, I believe, today. And that has to do with what Jude said about con earnestly contending for the faith. Because if you look at uh, the predecessors we have in the faith, Old Testament, but particularly in the New, after Jesus left the earth, you see the faith that these early pioneers in the church, if you will, in the New Testament church, that uh, Jesus entrusted the work of the kingdom to, that uh, they had to have a faith that was tenacious. Mm -hmm. They had to have a strong faith. And that faith was well able to overcome all opposition. That's why you read repeatedly with the uh, seven churches in the book of Revelation that uh, it's talked about there, uh, those churches in Asia Minor, 
real churches that did exist that uh, to him that overcomes. Mm -hmm. And throughout other uh, scriptures in the Bible, we see that same truth to him that overcomes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we need to have an overcoming type of faith. Now we've mentioned this before about uh, there in first John also about uh, that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Mm -hmm. So it's faith that causes us as Christians to ride triumphantly into the fullness of the plan and the purposes of God for our life. Mm -hmm. But it takes a spiritual tenacity. That's why we're referred to in different places. Paul, uh, in the book of Ephesians, he talked about the spiritual battle that we're in. And also when he was talking to Timothy and talking about uh, having the mentality of a soldier, all right? So we have to have a mentality that's pleasing to God, and he depicts that as, as thinking like a soldier would think, because we're in, if you will, <laughs> the army of God. And in that army of God, uh, there's training that goes forth. Why? Because you're now in a live battle. If you've been born again, you're in a spiritual battle, a real battle. Not that you weren't before because the devil was trying to hold you in darkness before you got uh, born again. But now in the kingdom of light, he's going to try to thwart and stop any type of progress that you would ever have in the kingdom of God. Okay, so it's the overcomer's life. It's overcoming. We know in the book of Revelation, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. That third one. They love not their lives unto death is an integral key in being uh, a triumphant Christian in these last days. That's right. Because we're like dead men walking, mm -hmm. if you will. And by that, I mean that we're living, but yet we're dead to self. Mm -hmm. We're dead to our own will. We're dead to our own plans. And we want to allow the life of Christ to live through us. Remember Jesus said, he said, he who's going to find his life is going to have to lose it because our life, new life now is what Paul was talking about there in Philippians 3, as we read here a few weeks ago, about pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So praise God in this journey of faith, and it's a triumphant faith, and we're called to fight the good fight of faith. Now, there's several scriptures here. We're not going to look at them all today, but uh, honey, do you want to read that there in uh, verse 3 of Jude? Sure. <clears throat> Look at this, because this is a powerful verse of scripture, probably familiar to you, but go ahead and read it. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should, you, ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Mm -hmm. And verse four. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, so much is packed into those verses of scripture. Right. But I want you, what I want you to notice there uh, as we start looking at these is that he was talking about diligence and he talked about the need that he was to write to them to exhort them. Now, exhortation is a positive thing. Exhorting, like uh, we see in different places, exhorting people to be saved. In other words, pleading, exhorting, earnest, make an earnest entreaty uh, to do this because why? It's only for your benefit. 
And so Jude here is telling that as he's writing to and exhorting them to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So here he is, early writer of the New Testament. Jesus is just a few years before left the earth. And they at the time were already having evil men, ungodly men, creeping in unawares and trying to get away from the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And probably as many of you know, that what we see uh, to a large extent in America, the gospel that's preached is so much different than the gospel that's preached around the world. Mm -hmm. Because we, as Americans, have lived in kind of a cocoon, so to speak. We've lived in a bubble for so many years, especially the present generation. Uh, and they haven't seen what really happens in countries that are under dictatorships and countries to where they have made it a crime to be a Christian. And so there's been more of this easy come, easy go type of Christianity, which is really detrimental to the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so th there's no such thing in the faith life as easy believing. There's no such thing. The Bible does not teach that. The Bible does not teach that if you are a faith person, that you're not going to have any trials or tribulations in this world. Jesus said, I would remind you of one verse of scripture. He said <clears throat> that, that uh, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He said mm -hmm. that in John's gospel. So to the point that strong faith is overcoming faith and strong overcoming faith is contending earnestly for the faith that was once delivered. So the faith that was earnestly being contended for in the early church was that they had so much opposition. They had so much persecution. Mm -hmm. Much of what we see in the, in the world today, we see a lot of persecution. We see a, a lot of opposition to, the, to the, the true gospel. Because why? We have the spirit of Antichrist in the world. And as long as you don't mention the Lord Jesus Christ, everything's cool as a cucumber, as they say. Everything's okay. Gravy smooth. But the moment you start standing up as a believer in God specifically of the Lord Jesus Christ and him being the only way to salvation, even as the very words he uttered in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me or by me, that's where the opposition comes. And as you find out in the early church in the book of Acts, if you read the book of Acts, you see repeatedly they were told and threatened based on their use of the name of Jesus. Why? Because it's yeah. the name that's above every name that is the key to the miracles and healings that God wants to do for mankind. It's through faith in that name, the mighty name, because God has given him by inheritance a name that's above every name. That's why we need to use the name of Jesus when the devil comes against us. We got into this a little bit last week about how the devil comes, how we need to resist him steadfast in the faith. Steadfast faith is the overcoming type of faith, all right? And it's based on having a knowledge of what God has already said that he wants to do and what his will is. Well, we know in these last days, what is God's will? Well, his God, God's will is to reach men and women, boys and girls, with the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. What is God's will? That people be healed, that people follow the plan of God for their life. 
that they push through uh, opposition, through persecution, because, yea, those who will live godly shall suffer persecution. Mm -hmm. Amen? That's right. And so earnestly contending. So it's not just a flabby type of faith. It's not just a easy come, easy go type of faith. It's a faith that has a resounding voice. It's a faith in God that you will not be denied. It's a faith in God that God will not ever fail you. It's a faith in God that takes hold of the promises of God and without seeing any change in the natural, contends for it, stays steady until he or she sees the manifestation of the fullness of God's promise in that individual area of their life. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. So earnestly contending. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to enter earnestly con contend and overcome, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Is it just going to be just looking once in a while at things? Or are we going to have to become more and more of a student of the word of God? We should be students of God's holy written word. That's right. And for that matter, be students of things in the natural too. Anybody who goes through school, any particular school you may list, at uh, the end you have a test. Why do they test you? To see if you learned what they taught mm -hmm. and to see if you pass. If you That's retained right. that knowledge, and hopefully it's true knowledge, but you have to become a studier, first and foremostly of the Word of God, because that's how you're going to develop uh, the first foundational uh, thing that we need to see is uh, faith in God comes from God's holy word, which will never change. And because God's word will never change, he's never going to change. Uh, Psalm 138.2 says he's magnified his word above all his name. So earnestly contending starts on the grounds of knowing for sure what God said. But just in the natural, just like we find out what God said in his word and we study to show ourselves approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, then also we need to study about things in the natural. If you know something about vitamins or um, uh, things that are good for your body, how do you know that? You do a little time of research. That's right. And I'm not talking about being some type of uh, health nut to the uh, to the uh, to uh, not doing and believing in in Jesus, keeping you well and healthy. I'm just talking about living a balanced life, right? And we should, right? You've heard the old saying, you are what you eat. That's right. Right? That's right. We, we are what we eat. I mean, if we spend all the time in, in the donut room, we're going to maybe pretty soon, if we're not careful, look more like a donut or feel like a donut, if whatever they feel like. And yeah, it's going to start to show. But it's not going to be, there should be nutritional labels on uh, gospel messages. Are they producing faith? Or are they producing fear? And there's so much fear in the world right now, yes, there isn't is. there? Yes, there is. There's so much fear. And, and we have to be careful that we guard our mind. Mm -hmm. And in so doing, we guard our heart. Mm -hmm. Because that's out of our heart flows the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So earnestly contending. Amen. So you, that's, in other words, let, let, let's say it this way and look at it this way. It's like rolling up your shirt sleeves. If you have a dirty garage or a, jaw, a garage, or maybe it's a yard, and you've got all kinds of debris, weeds in the flower beds, etc. You got to roll up your shirt sleeves, and you got to go out there, and you got to look at the task at hand, and you got you have to start working at it. Mm 
And you may not accomplish it overnight, but as you are persistent in it, you're going to get that thing cleaned up, whether it's the yard, the garage, whatever, and it's going to be whipped right into shape. That's right. Well, to be in spiritual shape, you have to be strong in your knowledge about God and his will, his plan for your life, Mm -hmm. what he wants you to do, because we're all members of the body of Christ. We're all members in particular, the scripture say, and every one of us has a calling on our life, a calling as a believer to serve God, uh, to serve one another, to get the gospel out. And all of these things are, generally speaking, placed into our life when we get born again. But as we're looking at how do I process the plan of God? How do I see God's will plan out in my life, play out in my life? Well, it came step by step as we apply our heart to understanding, uh, gain insight into God's word. And we understand that to be a Christian that's going to make it in these last days, we're going to have to have a spiritual tenacity about us that's going to be able to overcome all the forces of darkness and over all uh, opposition. Because as a Christian, you're going to face opposition. And I can promise you this, brothers and sisters, you're going to see more and more of it as we move forward in these last days. We're going to see a lot more of it. So get ready for that. Well, to be ready is to be prepared. And the way we prepare is to have the mindset of a believer that's earnestly contending for the faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. That, that's right. That's good. So mm-hmm. earnestly contending. Mm-hmm. There's so many facets of that. If we're going to earnestly contend, then we're going to have to put some effort to it. We're going to have to, as I said a moment ago, rolling up our shirt sleeves and looking at the task at hand. If you're needing healing in your body, if you're needing to understand more about how to flow in God's prosperity, spirit, soul, and body, any of the aspects of life, any of the things that he's covered and the promises that he's made abundantly clear in his word, you're going to have to roll up your spiritual shirt sleeves, so to speak. And you're going to have to, by the spiritual sweat of your brow, so to speak, you're going to have to look into, to, to look at the things that God has yes. given for you. Amen. But it's going to, it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some uh, uh, putting that effort forward to be able to move forward into the fullness of the plan of God. Mm-hmm. Because God does love you. And just because you have opposition, that doesn't mean that it's God's mysterious will trying to somehow formulate his plan for you to someday in the future be able to look back and say, oh, God was trying to move there and made me sick and he took everything away from me and he caused me problems in my family and on and on the list goes. No, the devil comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And we need to be encouraged as believers that as we're contending for these things, that we don't allow the plan of God to slip through our fingers, so to speak, and then one day look back and say, man, I wish I would have known that. Because we all have to apply ourselves to study. Mm -hmm. We have to study. There is so much misinformation out there nowadays about God and about things going on in the world, and about certain things. And as I tell people repeatedly, we do at church, and if you've been there, you know that, that uh, don't take just something that I'm saying as just truth and, and, and run with it. Yeah, praise God, you should. We want you to believe in us. We 
believe we're credible people. We always try to tell the truth about whatever it is we're speaking about. If we give you God's word, it is truth. Amen. But you need to develop the habit, if you haven't already, of searching the scriptures daily to see if those things be so. Searching the scriptures. Acts 17 and 11 says, uh, talking about the Brians, they were more noble in that they searched the scriptures daily to see that those things be so. Mm-hmm. So so to earnestly contend for the faith is every day, we would encourage you, have a, have a systematic Bible study. Read through the Bible this year. Uh, have some daily devotionals. We have those at church. We encourage people to get them. And uh, do something that's going to feed your faith. Do something that systematically every day, as you develop your walk with God more and more, that you're not going to come up short that you're going to see what God wants more and more as you take a step every single day and begin to walk more and more closely with the Lord, which we all should be striving for. And the will of God is going to become more and more plain individually to your life. But it starts with uh, setting your life up for advancement. It, take, it, talks, it, it tells us in the word of God to study to show ourselves approved, mm-hmm. a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the mm-hmm. word of truth. Okay, so you get involved and you start studying the scriptures and uh, applying them to your life. You're going to you're going to see the plan of God start happening. And that's what God wants to happen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) And it's good news. So you study to show yourselves approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's going to take some effort. And as we wrap things up for today, uh. Have that systematic plan if you don't already. And you can find them online. You can find them in a, just start taking a book of the Bible. Start in the New Testament and start reading through the entire word of God. And then begin to formulate a prayer life based on the scriptures that you see and start moving, reaching out towards the Lord, asking him for what he promised in his word. And praise God, he will not let you down. Amen? Amen. Praise God. If you're out there today and uh, you're not saved, you don't know that Jesus Christ for sure is your Savior, we want to, right now, encourage you to invite him into your heart. Invite him into your life. Because he wants to help you. He loves you. He cares about you. But you have to surrender to him. And right now, right now, you can know for sure that you are born again, that you're in the family of God. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So if you're out there right now, why don't you bow your head? If you're ready, nobody will force this upon you. But if you're ready, you can right now receive Jesus as your Savior because we have to believe on him and personalize it. Okay? So say this after me and let your heart agree with it. Say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Right now. Right now. I come to you. I come to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I ask you. And I ask you. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. I believe. I believe. 
that you are that you are the son of god the son of god the savior of the world the savior of the world and i receive you and i receive you as my own personal savior as my own personal savior right now right now so in the name of jesus so in the name of jesus i thank you i thank you father god father god for coming for coming into my heart into my heart creating me anew creating me anew forgiving me of my past forgiving me of my past and bringing me into your family and bringing me into your family. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. He's been raised from the dead. He's been raised from the dead. And now. And now. He is my Savior. He is my Savior. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To walk with you. To walk with you every day. Every day. For the remainder of my days. For the remainder of my days. Here on earth. Here on earth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, if you prayed that prayer. Uh, with us, we want to send you some materials free of charge, and uh, it'll be a great blessing. You can see down there our website address, and you can send us an email, and we would be glad to send them to you free of charge, because this is the first step coming into the family of God. Mm -hmm. Now, coming into the family of God, Jesus being your Lord, he's going to show you what he wants you to do in his family, in his kingdom. All right? And uh, if you're looking for a good home church, if you don't have one already, as I said earlier, uh, you can see, come see us at Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, Oregon. Okay? Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, God is so good. And uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. No matter what you're hearing in the world, no matter what is going on, remember that God knows the future. He's got a plan. Amen. And guess what? We haven't seen the fullness of it yet, but we know that God is on our side. Yea, if God be for us, who can be against us? And until next time, we encourage you, be a student of the word of God, keep your eyes on Jesus, and know that he is coming soon. God bless Amen. you. We love you. Amen.